Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the RSM Classic 2019. This is a good one. We get we get in and out on this one because this is a huge week for us. It is our first week as fully credentialed PGA Tour media members for the RSM Classic. We're going to be there all day on site, Tuesday and Wednesday, talking to a bunch of friends, caddies, players that we've got down there, getting all the course info, the player info that we can possibly get. And we're going to try our best to bring that to you Tuesday and Wednesday before lineup lock, before you set your bets. It's going to be a great time. So we get through this one. We make our picks. We give you the course breakdown. There's plenty to know about the golf courses here that are hosting the RSM Classic. But you're going to want to pay attention to our social media on Twitter and on Instagram at tour underscore junkies on both of those accounts. We are going to be putting out as much information as possible that you need to know before you make your bets and before you set your lineups. And Wednesday night, we will be doing a Periscope on Twitter, Instagram Live, giving you all the information we have to help you guys have a fantastic week for the RSM Classic. So we get in and out on this one. We have a good time. It's presented by our friends at mybookie.ag. Go go play on mybookie.ag and use promo code TOURJUNKIES when you sign up for the 100% deposit bonus. You will not regret it. Uh, We have come so, so, so close to hitting more double-digit bets over on mybookie.ag on the PGA Tour these last couple weeks. I can feel it coming. It is very, very close. We're going to get there. So enjoy the podcast. Be sure and follow along this week on social media and enjoy the RSM Classic. What's going on, Golf Addicts? It is the final tournament preview podcast of 2019, the RSM Classic. We are the Tour Junkies. DB here, Pat, cheers to you, sir, for another fine year of, of podcast and tournament cheers previews and all that. Good stuff. We've been off to a little bit of a rough technological start tonight, get, trying to get it going. Mm-hmm. Pat, uh, Pat just doesn't have great luck with, with technology. No, these AirPod things that are probably frying my brain anyway have have a mind of their own, and they 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 can be a hundred percent charged. They say connected, and they don't they don't connect. So yeah. I don't get it. But whatever, nobody everybody knows that that listens to us that I have problems with that. So yeah, well, um, we got it figured out. It's an exciting week for us, um, Pat, because we are headed to Sea Island tomorrow. We are recording this on Monday night of mm-hmm. the RSM Classic. We're heading to Sea Island tomorrow uh, morning to be fully credentialed PGA Tour members of the media for Tour Junkies. Big big breakthrough for us to get that approval. We've talked about it on a couple of podcasts here leading up to this one, but we're excited about it. We're going to be there all day Tuesday and all day Wednesday trying to get as much intel on the golf course, on the players, conditions, all of that so that we can deliver to our listeners, our faithful followers, one last good old time uh, before 2020 gets, you know, just gets gets brought in. And uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, Pat. We're going to have some good content coming out on all the social media channels, um, Twitter, Instagram. You need to follow us at tour underscore junkies if you are not already to get uh, up to speed with all that because we're going to – it's going to be – it's it's going to be big. It's going to be a great great week. I'm excited about it. I am too. I'm looking forward to it. Um, just want to make sure we behave and don't take off the tour and whatever yeah. else. And uh, but I think we're going to be able to get some good information uh, for you folks. And uh, so definitely uh, got to be following us. 
Yep, we're going to get some good stuff. We've got uh, some things planned that may or may not happen, uh, but it'll be good, you know. So just stay tuned. Just stay tuned on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. And, um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be out there just trying not, like you said, trying not to piss people off. We do hope to be in the press conferences on Wednesday and hope to ask some questions in those pressers that you can uh, you can track on the PGA Tour social media channels. Uh, we, we hope to ask some questions that DFSers and golf gamblers would like to hear asked. Um, but we're going to have a good time. A lot of our friends are down there. Kevin Kisner, Joel Damon, uh, Aaron Fleener, Gino, a bunch of people have been on the podcast before. Billy Horschel, Chesson Hadley, Patton Kazire, all, all kind of good, good folks are going to be down there. It's going to be a good old Georgia boy time, and I'm really pumped about it. So that, we wanted to get that out of the way first before we get to – the course breakdown because honestly pat i gotta i, I gotta tell you like I, I i didn't really put a whole lot into you know my picks tonight because first of all i have an insane next couple of weeks ahead of me um mm-hmm. and then just knowing that you know honestly I, I just i mean we we know what sea island is we we know what kind of course it is i think i think there's definitely that we can talk through we can talk through some guys that kind of are grabbing our attention tonight, but I'm not really going to get too firm into these selections tonight because I just feel like you and I are going to get some some information come Wednesday before lineup lock, before finalizing your bets. That I don't, you know, I'd really rather just lean on that. Do you agree? Yeah. Well, I think this this is the one week, um, and it's obviously sort of a, an, an anomaly. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think you, I think you hit it that time. <laughs> Good. Because we're not at, we're not at tour events every week, obviously. So I think that we're going to get a lot of good information that's, that may um, change our minds on some of these picks. Um, obviously, I, I you know I think to being on the course and being able to walk around and just see kind of on the range how people are hitting the ball and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to just to get an idea of of how that changes how we do picks because usually. We're we're going off of you know what we know course history recent form that kind of stuff the stats that we like but this week is going to be totally different for us we're going to be on on site uh, getting a lot lot more information so yeah I'm kind of with you I, I I'm I do have some some good picks I think but you know we'll see what happens um, I think there's there could be it's like my sommelier article that I write for the Chalk Bomb, where I, I got the, the guys that I like later in the week. I think that uh, I'm going to be leaning on, on, on my, my later guys a ton this week. By the way, I think those picks tend to turn out pretty good. I need to go back and like just get the history on the sommelier picks, because I feel like they, they always tend to end up being pretty good. Yeah, speaking of that, no chalk bomb email this week. We'll be wrapping it up Wednesday late um, from the golf course. What we plan on doing is some sort of live, uh, I don't know, like live Periscope, Instagram, something like that come Wednesday uh, to handle lineup questions, um, last-minute thoughts, things that we things that we saw. Um, we need to do. We need to figure out what we're going to do. But we're going to do something. And if you follow us on on Twitter or Instagram, you'll you will you will see it. So um, just stay tuned for that. By the way, send us some questions. Send us questions that you would like asked. Um, and and a couple things here. Send us questions you would like asked that are that are relevant or pertinent to DFS or gambling, uh, whether it's you know to a specific player or just in general. And then maybe you can send us a few fun ones. You know, we're, we're going to try and not really piss off the tour. So uh, we, we don't want to, we don't, in our first time out, you know what I mean? Like we're not trying to, we're not trying to 
just be cowboys the first time out. So uh, we're going to try and be on our best behavior uh, so that we can get, get credentialed again uh, would be ideal. So a, a few fun questions are good, but, but send us some questions. You can DM us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can email info at tourjunkies.com. Uh, send us a few questions that you, you would like to see us ask, and maybe we'll ask yours in those press conferences uh, or in the opportunities we get to talk to players. It'll be a good time. We're not allowed to do a lot of video. The PGA Tour is very strict on this. Um, we do not have permission to like interview a player and video them and then distribute it, at least while we are in the grounds, if we do that outside of, of, the, of the course grounds, and it's, it's on us. But uh, we can't do that. But we can talk to the players and then report back to you guys um, information that we get. So that's, that's what it is. Any other, any other things there, Pat, to, to note on that? I wanted to get that out of the uh, way first. I feel like that's important. No, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I'll have a, I have a, a little tidbit in the course breakdown that I'll throw out there. But yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you hit us with that course breakdown uh, presented by our friends at mybookie.ag, who continue um, to just provide the best lines, the best. I mean, Brendan Todd, they have right now at fifty to one. I mean. He's won two in jump a row. Jump on it. Just jump on it right now. He's won two in a row. He's going to another course that suits him very well that he's familiar with. I mean, I've lost to him with second-place finishers back-to-back weeks. I think I'll finally jump on that at 50-1. to 1. I think it's attractive. So you can head on over to mybookie.ag, bet with us, bet where we bet, bet where we bet the last few years. Um, Pat just actually got another payout. I, I know can I, is on the way. Can I talk about this? Sure. Can I talk about this? Sure. You just reminded me. <laughs> So there's a couple of things in, the, in this that I just got to say. I, I know you guys are, y'all, everybody's waiting on the picks. They want to hear the picks, although DB already has said that he hadn't put them up lot into his picks, so I'm going to tell you this story. So Friday night, was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night, I was a little tipsy. <laughs> and I didn't have I didn't have a huge balance in the old MyBookie account, so I decided to head on over to the online casino. Yes, the <laughs> online casino. They have one of those on the MyBookie site. And I turned fifty dollars into a cool grand <laughs> from about uh, in about three hours. I think I went to bed at one thirty a.m. and I had it up to about fifteen hundred dollars at one point. Ended up at a thousand. Immediately the next morning, here's the important part of this story: not just the luck that happened from turning fifty dollars into a thousand. I went in and I withdrew. <laughs> I took a withdrawal. <laughs> Literally an hour before we started this podcast tonight, so that was Friday, I got my payout in Bitcoin. It came into my Bitcoin account. Nice. So if you're worried about my bookie and their payouts and whatever else, from the Bitcoin standpoint, it happens pretty quick. Then you move it, you sell your Bitcoin, do whatever, however that transaction works. Then you move it into your checking account. So it was, you know, I figured I needed to get that money as quick as I could because it was found money. I mean, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, I, I have it. It's mine now. Uh, sorry, my bookie. Um, and you've converted, but, uh, yeah. the, you've converted the Bitcoin to cash? Yep. That's, so, it's awesome. I mean, and you don't have to do it in Bitcoin. You can, it can take longer, and you can get a check or whatever. But, but yeah. Uh, it, I don't necessarily recommend the late-night casino thing. <laughs> drunken worked casino. Out. <laughs> drunken online casino. Blackjack, by the way. No, what's your no what's skill. your what's your number on blackjack? Like what's your what's your stand number? Oh sh- sh- shit! It's sorry. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's when I'm drunk. I like 
and I'm on a heater. It just depends. It just depends. You gotta have like a a firm. Like I, I won't. I will like say 16, this. I like def- sixteen, I'm not gonna hit. I'll, I'll stand at sixteen. See, I'll hit a sixteen. I'll hit a sixteen. Yeah, for sure. I won't on a seventeen though. I'll let that one go. No, you can't. Sixteen, hit I'm. Yeah. Sixteen, I'm hitting for sure. In that state of mind, if yeah. I'm in a, if I'm like in an actual casino, I'm probably not letting that one go. Yeah. Well, uh, if if our listeners want a deposit bonus, they can sign up on mybookie.ag using promo code TourJunkies. That is the promo code TourJunkies. That is our promo code for everything. So just had somebody tweet us last week. What's our promo code for something? I was like, listen, if we if we've ever had a promo code, it is always TourJunkies. We don't just we, use we that, won't even yeah. do it if if it's if they can't give us that promo code, we just won't do it. So. Uh, the promo code is Tour Junkies. You get your deposit bonus. You get taken care of. Great customer service over there. The best betting uh, that we found online. And uh, they've got new offerings coming to the golf world in January that I'm really pumped about. Possibly some parlays, which will be a lot of fun. Um, mm. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, mybookie.ag, promo code Tour Junkies uh, is our presenter of the course breakdown. So, Patrick, uh, hit us with the, uh, the courses breakdown. Yeah, we got two courses this weekend. Look, you know, flat. Uh, let's just flash forward to a few, a couple months from now, where we're going to have a lot of this, where we oh, get, have multiple courses. It's going to come up on us uh, once the year begins. But yeah, so this week we're in beautiful Sea Island, Georgia, just down the road from me, about an hour away, a few hours for you. Uh, beautiful place. So we're at the Sea at Sea Island Golf Club. We've got two courses this week: the Seaside Course which they will play for three days if they make the cut, and then the plantation course, which they're going to play either Thursday or Friday. We will see when the tee times come out where they're going to be there. As far as the seaside course, which is the most important to pay attention to, it is a par 70 playing just over 7,000 yards. It is a Fazio design course, Bermuda greens, uh, pretty large greens too. I mean, I, these are these fairly easy to hit greens, um, which... A lot of times when we see these easy greens, I like to look at proximity a little bit. Uh, I think that's that's key as far as being able to put on a, you know, give yourself opportunities. You've got to be close to the hole. Um, this is all about iron play on this course, so I don't think you necessarily have to be that great off the tee. Uh, you don't have to, you know, the fairways are fairly generous. Uh, there's not a whole lot of rough out here, so I think it is definitely about strokes gained approach, iron play. Now, this course, Seaside, is uh, more exposed to the wind and elements that you see at Plantation. So if we see a little bit of wind, it could create some troubles for these guys. Thursday and Friday doesn't look too bad, though, as far as the wind's concerned, but we might see a little bit on the weekend. But when you see like the scores we've seen here, Charles Howell, 19 under last year. Uh, the year before that, you had Austin Cook at 21 under, then Mackenzie Hughes at 17 under. Kiz at 22 under set the record for this tournament. Uh, before that, though, Streb at 14 under. So when it, you get the lower scores, it definitely means that the wind is coming into play. So that is something we, we will look at. As far as the plantation course, there's not a whole lot of information out there because they literally just reopened this course in October. Davis Love III and his brother redesigned this course this year. Um, so there's been a few changes out there. It is playing as a par 72, uh, 7,060 yards, so not very long for a par 72. Uh, Bermuda greens on this one as well. 
Um, you got four par fives here, and three of them are reachable, so I think you're definitely going to want to look at those those guys that can score on the par fives and that, that have a little bit of length there and can take advantage of it. But one of the things, and I mentioned this earlier, that we'd like to try and get is, uh, I don't know if we'll get old DL3 to, to do an interview with us. Maybe we will, but I'd like to get a little information while we're there on the plantation course and the redesign and what it's really going to look like and, and play like. Now, look, I know they only get one one time here, but if it's going to be the easier course. So you've got, you know, they got to take advantage of it on the day that they're playing this course. So I would like to get some information um, hopefully from the horse's mouth, straight from Davis Love on what they've done with that plantation course. So there you go. That's a rundown. As far as stats for me, always looking at form, course history. I looked at strokes gain putting on Bermuda, uh, strokes gain approach and proximity, which I mentioned. Also, I do think scrambling comes into play a little bit on, on the seaside course. I think you got to be able to get up and down uh, around these greens. So, um, so there you go. That's it for me. I did see where one of the things that Davis Love did is take out a lot of bunkers. I think they removed a ton of bunkers, but they moved bunkers more in play for the PGA Tour players. Um, and you know, and I still think I mean Plantation typically plays the easier course of the two. Being the par seventy-two, being a short par seventy-two with a four par fives, like you mentioned, and protected a little more from the wind and the elements if it gets kicking up. Uh, it does tend to play the easier track. I think that's something to pay attention to come your first-round leader bets, which, I mean, last week, we, we hadn't recapped last week, but <laughs> Vaughn Taylor just broke my heart mm. all tournament long because I had him written up as a first-round leader at 90-1. to 1. He missed it by a shot, um, and then he missed it by a shot to win at 125-1 to 1 at, with Brendan Todd taking another one from me. But um, we've been very, very, very close with some bets over the last few weeks, and... Uh, and we're up for the year, so we're we're still we're still cooking. So I, I do think with come Wednesday, I'm gonna have some first round leader bets for sure that you're gonna want to pay attention to, and, and likely they will all be on the plantation course. But I mean, here's the thing, you know, you mentioned there's only one one round being played. I mean, it's a 156 man field, massive field. Top 65 and cuts are gonna are are top 65 and ties are gonna make the cuts. If you're playing DFS, you got. I mean, you get six to six through in a field like this. That's great. You know, last week we had a pretty chalky. We had a chalky week, and you had 82 players make the cut at T65, and there's no MDF anymore. So there was a lot of six of six lineups last year, last week in DFS. That's probably not going to happen this week. So I mean, honestly, you know, if if you've uh, you, you know you don't have to weigh plantation, but you you obviously need your guys to take advantage in in one of those first two rounds just to get you through the cut. So. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. important for DFS. Uh, if you're looking at, you know, betting an outright winner, I don't know that I would weigh a whole lot into it, but uh, into plantation that is. But but for DFS, I still think it's pretty important. Yeah, and I do agree on the first round leader. I mean, I think you're probably gonna have to take somebody on plantation course. Yeah. Um, I mean that I, may change. I, I don't know. Sometimes we've seen these these books not throw out first round leader bets when you get a yeah. I don't know. That'll be something to look at. But anyway, go ahead. Um, definitely looking at accuracy off the tee. I mean, I, I I do want you to be in the fairway. I mean, I don't think it's uh, it's no surprise. It's well documented both in past press conferences. When you look at past champions here, distance doesn't really give you a great advantage. It's it's neutralized here. 
but I do want you in the fairway. It's very similar to last week. Uh, and then from that point on, like you mentioned, it's an iron competition. It's a putting competition. Um, you have true Bermuda greens here. Last week you had the Paspalum, which putted like Bermuda-ish. Uh, but this week you've got true Bermuda greens. So I definitely looked at that over the last 100 rounds, long-term Bermuda. Uh, strokes gain approach, opportunities gain, driving accuracy, that kind of thing. So uh, it, it, that's about it. This is, of course, we got some good information on for sure. You got some history with. Um, Let's get to it. You ready? Yeah. Nine K and above on DraftKings. I am completely avoiding anyone over ten K. I don't think there's enough value there for any of those players. As much as I'd love for Charles Howell to repeat. By the way, this is the year anniversary of when I gave away my putter uh, for Charles Howell to win. If he won, I would give away my PXG putter. As he had just left PXG, I decided to do the same. Uh, it was awesome. It was fantastic to see Charles Howell win last last year. It was awesome. I can't wait to talk to him this week. But I just can't play anybody over 10K in DFS. It doesn't make sense when you've got the names that you have below that uh, in that 9K range. I'm going to go – I do have three guys here that I strongly like in this range right now is Kisner, Adam Hadwin, and Zach Johnson at 9,000. Uh, Brendan Todd also. I mean, it, it, he interests me a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Depending on – you know, maybe where ownership falls with these guys, I could definitely see myself also jumping on Brendan Todd. Uh, but you look at Kisner's history here is amazing. Uh, didn't didn't play super last week, but kind of to be expected coming off the you know the week where he he had our you know he had his foundation <laughs> event. He uh, <laughs> he was just preoccupied, I think, yeah, last week. He was. And, and I mean, from a President's Cup standpoint, this this is a big deal. Like if he can somehow. If he can somehow, I mean, I think he needs a top five this week, um, if not win, just to get maybe that nod in, in the event that Brooks ben, withdraws. Ben Tiger's ear a little bit. Yeah, so I think it's a very important week for him. Hadwin doesn't really have a lot of history here, hasn't really played here very much, but uh, and I know this is kind of a tune-up for him leading into the President's Cup. He's already picked, but I just think he's a perfect fit for this golf course. I mean, great iron player, very accurate, tremendous putter. I think Hadwin's a steal here. Um, and then I like the way ZJ's playing. I mean, he's a he's a, a very familiar with Sea Island. Played okay last week. Kind of fell off on the weekend, but um, obviously checks a lot of boxes in terms of long term plays. Always been an accurate guy. Always been a great iron player. So um, I, I'm interested in ZJ and Brendan Todd. I'll, I'll go with Kisner and Cash. I definitely think you can lean on Kiz in Cash, but I don't hate uh, I don't hate Hadwin either in Cash. So, uh, but I'm, and I'm fading everybody 10K and above. Just not interested. Pretty easy for me. Yeah, I actually I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I one of my plays is in the 10K and above range, um, but I, I do I could see where you get you're going there. Um, Hadwin's interesting. I, I don't have him listed as one of my plays, but you you kind of may have sold me a little bit on him. I mean, like you said, he hasn't played here in a while. It's funny you look at his stat line as far as his history here. He played here in 2015. He was T81. Yikes. Hey, that's, that's a number you don't know. That's, that's DFL. T81. But, you know, he, oh, he's a different player back then than he is now. So, yeah. I, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay there with Hadwin. Um, speaking of Brendan Todd, I actually, I, I, can, I feel like if I was going to make this statement literally two months ago, you would have thought, you would have, you would have gone in, you would have come driven straight to Savannah. And you would have had me institutionalized immediately <laughs> for this statement, but I think you can play Brendan Todd at ninety one hundred in cash. Yes, yeah. I do, because you know I what? Do too. Obviously, we've seen him. 
we've seen what he's done lately. He's on fire. The guy is, I mean, and, and this is another good course fit for him. So Brennan Todd's my cash play, and I'll play him in I'll play him in tournaments too. But he's my cash play. I mean, I, I think you, yeah, I, I think you're right, man. I mean, this is another track that sets up just as good for him as Mayakoba and as uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. This track is just as good, and he may he's yeah. probably more familiar with it than either one of those two. And just the form and the confidence that he's playing with right now is ridiculous. Here's a question: well, on Even top. last year, even last year when he sucked and was still probably going through the yips a little bit, he made the cut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Here's a question for you: In tournaments, how what what ownership percentage does he have to be at for you to fade him? Uh gosh. I mean, I think if he's somewhere over fifteen percent or so, you got you probably do need to fade him. Yeah, I mean, like a 16 to 20 plus Brennan Chalk, Brennan Todd, and DFS sounds like sounds like a just the 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 textbook play is to fade there. Yeah, uh, and and maybe just but, bet him outright. I already said he's 50 to one. I, I've after after being beaten by him two weeks in a row, I'm going to bet him at 50 to one. In fact, I already have. So yeah, and I may I probably mentioned this last week when we we talked about the Kids Foundation event, but. I talked to him for a decent amount of time, and he's just such a good dude, man. He is, yeah. Just so down to earth. I mean, he just won a freaking tournament at at Bermuda, and you you would I mean you would not have known. Just just a great hey, guy. So. Get you a bookie that'll give you a number on Brendan Todd winning or top ten or whatever at Wiley the second week of January. So he'll be at the he'll be at the tournament of champions in Hawaii because he's he just won twice. So he'll be at the tournament yeah. of champions, and then Wiley the next week is built for him as well. Another um, one. That's another right. one that's that's just built for him. But see if you can get you a bookie to give you like a uh, a future on on Brandon Todd at Wiley. Brandon Todd's gonna be top twenty in the world in the next uh, six months. <laughs> Jeez, that's a little... uh, and he could and he couldn't make a cut to save his life. It's amazing, man. A year ago, uh, I love it. I love the story, and he's a bulldog. I like that on top of it. But yeah. the guy I do like in the ten k and above range is Billy Horschel, the opposite of a bulldog, a gator. I do like him. You know, he's, he was T2 last time he played here in 2017. Um, you know, he's been in, been in pretty good recent form when you look at his last few events. He was six at the Zozo behind Tiger. Uh, you know, he's just – I think that Billy Horschel could actually uh, could actually play pretty well this week. And I don't, I don't think he's going to be very high-owned. I think a lot of people are going to be just like you, and they're going to fade a lot of these guys in the 10K – Range and above, and if I'm gonna play anybody, it's not gonna be Cooch, not gonna be Charles Howell, definitely not Harris English. I think Horschel's your guy here. Um, you know, he's a good ball striker. We know that he puts well on Bermuda greens, um, so I do like him at 11,000. I will play him in my tournament lineups, and like I said, I think he's gonna be a little bit lower owned. My other guys, Kiss, totally with you there for a lot of the reasons that you, that you said. And then I had a little note, just like you mentioned, that just that chance at a President's Cup spot, I think, is uh, something you know worth looking at. Another guy that I think is uh, going to certainly be very low owned in this category at 9K and above, and that is Alexander Norin. Yes. Yeah, he's going to be low owned. I think he's going to be low owned. He was top 15 at, at, the, at Bermuda just a couple weeks ago. He's got three top 15 finishes, though, this fall. When you include the Bermuda and then his European events that he's played, checks the box and scrambling, also par five scoring. 
He's top 25 in putting on Bermuda greens. So I think Norin at 9,300 is, is definitely worth kind of a, a, a play in tournament lineups. Um, so I like him there. My fade is going to be Webb. Just, I can't, I just can't play Webb. I mean, look, he's going to check stats and everything else for you. The history here, outside of last year's third-place finish, it's just not that great. And uh, he withdrew in 2018, T36 and 17, T41 in 2015. Not what you want from a guy that you're going to pay the highest price for. So Webb will be my fade. Um, we got Josh Kissler asking what the code phrase will be this week. Josh, we won't need a code phrase because we're just going to go ahead and tell you right now. We will have plenty of caddy insight uh, come Wednesday night for the Periscope or Instagram Live. Just be watching on our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be we'll have plenty of inside info for you, so we won't need the code phrase. But we did yeah. have it last week. Uh, El Toucan's sister did did show up, so that was good. Thanks thanks to all of you that, that caught that one. Um, we had a little little insight there. It wasn't wasn't a super raging hot tip, but you know it was something. It it uh it, it landed. So there you go. Um, no no phrase needed this week. Let's get to the 8K range. I have four guys here that I have my eye on. Um, I'm going to get back on Russell Knox. I'm going to get back on Brian Gay. And I'm going to get back on Von Taylor. All three of those guys played played pretty well. I think Knox finished like 33rd or something last week. Brian Gay was in the top 15. Of course, we saw what Von Taylor did. But uh, Brian Gay's on a heater right now. He's playing really well. This is another course that fits him really well. Checks a I lot of boxes. I uh, wrote him up in the sommelier. He, there he was, you go. He was, yeah. Russell Knox, he, he may be the one I like the least here. Um, I actually teetered between him being a fade and a He play. may be the one I like the <laughs> least. I mean, we'll, we'll see yeah. how it goes. He, he's horrible putting on Bermuda, but uh, it, it is, I don't know, it's, it's a little tough to avoid him. I like Vaughn at 8,200 in this field. I like it. Uh, but I'm going to get on Russell Henley. Absolutely terrible what happened to Russell Henley. An example of just dumb rules in golf with his whole golf ball thing at the end of his round um, was assessed basically eight penalty shots and after the second round. And he was like six or seven under uh, after the second round and then had to then miss the cut because of the penalty shots. Uh, but he was playing really well. That's that's just frustrating. So, um, but but he's playing good, and he and he's he's a great win player. He's a good ball striker. He's accurate. Great putter. I think Russell Henley. I think you could see he's probably going to be a he's probably going to be a guy I'm betting. I, I feel like Russell Henley's got winning potential here this week. It just feels like something that could happen. You know, the eight shot penalty last week for a dumb golf rule, and he comes back and he wins here. So, I really like Henley. Uh, in terms of a fade here, I mean. I think the only one in here, I don't think I would fade anybody in here. I mean, like, I can't make a real good, a real strong argument against fading anyone in the 8K range. I really, really like the 8K range. McCarthy ticked off a lot of people last week, including me, uh, but I, I think he could hit here. Um, Fratelli's proven that his game kind of fits wherever he goes. Uh, maybe he would be the one that I might, I might fade, uh, and maybe, yeah, I think that's that's probably it. I don't know. Wow, okay, we, we have uh, a little bit of a disagreement here. But first off, I will talk about uh, my tournament plays. I'm with you on Brian Gay. I think he's definitely worth playing at 8,800. I wrote him up last week, and I think he's going he's, he's to have – this is a, another just great course fit for him. 
Um, same with Vaughn Taylor. I, I, I think he's my cash play in here. I don't think. I know. I think. I mean, the guy's just been. Uh, this is another course that's great for him. Been playing great as, as well. He's top 20 in the field in scrambling. He's um, six in the field in opportunities gained. He's second in proximity, which is something I mentioned earlier. Um, so with the form and everything else, um, he's also a great putter on bent grass green. So I do love Von Taylor. He will be cash or tournament play for me. My fade is actually Russell Henley. Whoa. I don't, I don't know. I think he's going to be a little... I think he's going to definitely garner some ownership this week. You look at it... Now, outside of last week where he had the, the stupid penalty and all that, I mean, he really hasn't been in that great a form. He was 61st in Houston. He was 37th at the Shriners, 54th at Sanderson Farms, 57th at, at the Greenbrier. So, really hasn't done all that much. So, if you're going to be paying up for him in this range at that 8,500, I just don't know if it's worth it or not. I mean, and look, he does have good history here. Now, he missed the cut last year. Um, but before that, had three straight top tens in this event, which I think is going to put a few more folks on him than there should be. And so, I, I it, this could be it's, – it's, there's – there's a lot of me that just thinks that the ownership's going to be a little bit too high on him, and, and maybe I'm wrong there, and I want to fade that. But I don't know. I'm not with you on Henley. Okay. And you know me. I love the dogs. Anybody? You make, you make you, I mean, you're, you're right. You make a decent point, I guess. Form wasn't spectacular, but. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to the 7K range. I think. Is that it? Oh, by the way, I, I will also play JT Post in at 8,400. And here's one thing about him. He's missed three straight cuts here. This is a different JT Poston right now, this day and age, and the guy that missed three straight cuts. So if you're looking at that and you're setting your lineups, I'm okay. I still think this is a good course for him. He's obviously a Sea Island Mafia guy. So I do like some JT Poston this week, and I think you're going to get him under-owned because everybody's going to look at him and say, the guy can't make a cut at this tournament. I, I'm just – I don't think that's – Let's wait and see what JT tells us. And, and yeah, Fleener, well, we're going to be able to talk us. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Fleener will flat out tell us if, if we need to play him or not. Um, all right, let's get into the 7K range. Obviously, there's a lot of names in here. Um, I, I mean, I like – I tell you who checks a ton of boxes, freaking Brian Stewart at $7,400. That dude – Brian Stewart – uh, st- I've been playing DFS since 2015 when it started. I'm pretty sure he was still in fields in 2015, but I'm pretty sure I, I just about if he if he walked up to me in the mall, I don't know if I would know who he is. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. A lot of listeners just enjoyed that, and they enjoyed that. I just went away from the microphone when I did it. Sorry. Um, but, but they, I, mean, I I think. Eighty percent of the golfers out here that if they walked into the mall, people would know who they were. I'm not saying people. I'm saying me. Like I'm, I'm informed. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't know who Brian. But anyway, checking a ton of boxes, dude. He's number one in fairways gained. He's 18th in, per, in putting on Bermuda over the last hundred rounds. He's ball striking is great. Uh, 23rd at Mayakoba. Fourth at the Shriners a couple weeks ago. Thank you for the bless me, guys. Appreciate that on YouTube. Um, so, I mean, for just from a box checking standpoint, uh, Brian Stewart is, he's killing it. A uh, couple top, couple of top 25s here as well over the last five years, along with a bunch of missed cuts, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think I'm going to get back on, I'm going to get back on, uh, Zhang, uh, 
Zinjun. He, he kind of disappointed me, kind of just flatlined. 48th finish last week, um, but still checking a lot of boxes. Tee to green, accurate, ball striker, all that stuff. So $7,300, you get a little price break. I like him. Uh, Ryan Armour interests me again this week. Uh, I like Armour. You know, we'll see what Joel Damon looks like come uh, come Wednesday night. We'll let you know on Joel because we'll know about that too. So that's probably it for me. And I'll be right back. All right. Well, um, while you're going to do whatever you're doing, I will say this. I'm definitely with you on Ryan Armour. I think that is, is, a, is a great pick. You look at his form. I mean, his last three events, 33rd, 8th, 20, 23rd. He was T15 last year. He's made four straight cuts at this tournament, so I think Armour is definitely a great play. Uh, surprised you didn't mention your boy Adam Long at 7,800. I mean, the guy's just been in great form, finished second last week, obviously had a chance to win. Um, you know, checking boxes when it comes to the stats. I mean, Adam Long is just God. He's just playing lights out right now. One he's shot 12, away. I had I wrote him up at 175 to 1. I know, and you still you got to ride it while he's playing so well. He's no, I like it. I don't, I don't hate it. You know, he's eighth in opportunities gained. He's 18th in proximity. So I do like Adam Long at 7,800. He is also my cash play in this range. Um, I like Brian Harmon at 7,900, a guy that has played not so great in the last two events. But if you look at before that, he was actually, you know, you're just looking at the fall. The last two events have not been that great. But his first three events in the fall, he was third, 14th, and 18th. And a lot of people are talking about Brian Harmon before, you know, we went overseas and whatever else. But I think it, that, you know, you're going to get him lower on this week at 7,900 based off his last two weeks. Um, this is a good course fit. He was T4 last year. Um Great Bermuda putter as well. He's from the area. He's from Savannah, which is just, you know, like like I said, where, where I am, just an hour down the road. So he's played this course a ton. So I like some Brian Harmon at 7,900. I think he is a good play. The fades for me are going to be um, – oh, a bonus, little bonus play here, by the way, is Bo Hostler at 7,400 in that lower range. You know what? He's actually been in good Yikes. form. He's been in good form. Checks the box and strokes game putting on Bermuda. He is 14th in the field. He's 23rd in scrambling, and he's 15th in par five scoring. So I think Bo Hostler actually could horribly, be a bit of a horribly inaccurate guy off the tee. Badly I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't do not care. I hate that I think Bo that, uh, I think he is a good flyer play this week. Uh, the fades for me are going to be. Old Austin Cook, who's won here before at 7,800. Not sure I want to play him. He's got a different guy on the bag. Kip Henley was his boy, uh, who, who was uh, his caddy when he won, but no longer. He's made two of six cuts this fall. Um, just not a – I don't know. Austin Cook just doesn't really excite me all that much. And, and Kevin Strillman, another guy. I faded him last week, and it turned out well. He's made three of seven cuts. Strillman's kind of one of those name type guys in this in this 7K range, and uh, I know he's accurate off the tee, but he's missed two cuts here in the last four years. He did finish T17 in 2018, but a T36 in 2017. I just I, I don't I can't get on Strillman this week, so that will be my other fate. I don't know what you gave. You just kind of threw out a bunch of random guys and then said something about you're going somewhere. So I was like, I don't know. We do have like, uh, a listener question that we, you know, we can take time and take this on right now uh, on YouTube. Our boy Steve Tamag Tamagni. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve, if I butchered that. Any love for Kevin Chapel? 
at $7,100. You like Kevin Chapel this week? I mean, not really. I mean, you could. I mean, if you're you're playing, looking at a GPP, and you just want to throw a guy in there. I mean, I just, I just haven't seen him. I mean, he's has a good round, and he he only shot 59 a few weeks ago, but consistency wise, it hasn't been that great. So. Yeah, I think he's trying to find it a little bit. Um, he's definitely not an accurate player off the tee, at least. His irons are usually pretty good. I mean, I know when he was at his, you know, at his peak, he was a really good iron player. He is 132nd in this field in putting on Bermuda, uh, which is not not that great. Um, you know, I don't like here. Here's the thing: I don't like playing guys coming off a long break, whether it's injury or whatever, until they've shown me a few weeks of at least some sort of consistency. It's like um, Chris Kirk this week. I mean, he's won this tournament. Um, and we all know the trials and tribulations he had, and, he, and, and I admire Chris Kirk a ton. I mean, he, he took some time off for some personal reasons, and now he's come back, and he played last week, and he's playing this week in a tournament that he has won. Um, but I'm not going to play a guy in, like that or like a Kevin Chapel who took most all of last year off until I get a few weeks of consistency. That's just something that I'm just Maybe used to doing. I'm a little I'm a little more bullish on him. Um, he's he's played four events. He's only he's missed one cut out of those four events. Um, and, and honestly, he's not really having blow up rounds. Like he's not everything's in the set. You know, low seventies. Um, he's just not really having a whole. You're look. I'm looking at his rounds now this fall season. He's just not really having a whole lot of really actually he did shoot a fifty nine round two at the at the Greenbrier. Other than That's that right. I thought he I thought he had shot a fifty nine this year. Yeah. Yeah, other than that he's only had two rounds in the sixties over over the last four events. So I mean he's just shooting like seventies, seventy ones, which to me, I mean he's probably pretty close. I mean, That's I don't know. not gonna work this week though. It's not gonna I mean, no it's, if the weather's fine, you're not you're I'm not, not saying that be. I'm not saying that works if he does it this week, but I'm just saying He's he's probably close. You know, this is a golf course where he's had a lot of success. He had a, a runner-up finish in 2016, a T8 in 2015. He hasn't played it since 2017. Um, close isn't going to win you money this week. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking for close. I'm looking for there. Okay. 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 Well, I, I guess I'm. I'm just a little. I like him a little more than you do. I guess. So there you go. Okay. Right. Um. Anybody else? Anybody else in the 7K? Uh, no, that's it. Done with that. All right, 6K range, uh, 6,900. I like Henrik Norlander. Um, great ball striker. Dang, played Almost won here before. Almost won here. Played pretty solid last week. Very familiar with this golf course. Corn Ferry grad. Uh, this is the second time around on the PGA Tour. We know Henrik. He's a really solid dude. Uh, I like him. I like, I'm going to go back to Fabian Gomez. I'm going back to Fabian at 6,800. Uh, accuracy is there. The ball striking is uh, has been pretty good. Not a terrible putter either on uh, on on Bermuda surfaces. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, he, he kind of disappointed me last week. Old Fabian did, but um, other than that, I mean, Jason Duffner. I know he withdrew from Mayakoba, but I think he withdrew to go to the Georgia Auburn game. I would, not, well, I would not be too surprised. Too bad for him that they lost. <laughs> Go dogs. Um, Go dogs. But I am pretty sure, because, I mean, he saw the weather coming in. 
you know, th- well, Thursday it keeps getting delayed. It, they, they end up canceling Thursday's round. He goes ahead and withdraws. I'm pretty sure he's feeling just fine. Um, he needs to have a good a good last tournament here in this fall season uh, event. Um, I, I don't know. I just I'm fascinated by him at 6600. You know, he's a very accurate player, uh, good iron player. You know, not going to get into a ton of trouble. It's just all about can, is he going to make a putt. Uh, I like Scott Brown at 6400. We know how Scott loves this golf course, knows this course very very well. Loves golf courses where you know accuracy matters everybody's kind of playing from the same spot in the fairway and from there it's a wedge kind of iron competition so i like scott brown um other than that that's that's probably that's probably it for me right off the right off the bat but i'll i'm sure there will be some guys here come wednesday night that i like well i like all those guys i will say there's a couple guys in here that i think that yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mention Luke List. I, I, now, look, I, I, I know yeah, his, I like the, List. The form, the form has kind of been off and on, but the fact that we're actually finally getting List at a very reasonable price this week at 6900 I think is definitely worth playing. I still think he's going to be lower-owned. I don't think a ton of people are. I mean, look, he's always a popular DFS play, um, but, you know, you look at, I mean, the last full, few full-field events, he was T28 at the Houston Open. He was top 15 at the Shriners. I think, you know, he is sort of the, the forgotten. I mean, let's not forget that Luke Le- List has Georgia ties. He lives in Augusta now. And, um, you know, this is this these, these are a lot of his, his boys. And, and this, this, you know, this course is something that he's very familiar with, Bermuda Greens, everything else. So I do like Luke List at 6,900. I think he's definitely worth a play there. You might even, if you want to look at cash, you might even play Luke List and cash at sixty nine hundred. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate you on that. Um, mm, another guy. That. Now this is going to surprise you, um, but I think he could be a sneaky play. I feel like this is a course where some of the old guys could come into play. Okay. Now we saw like Charles Howell. Now he's not an old guy. He's not my age. He's not my. He's my age. So you know he's not. Yeah, old. He's in great shape. That's the difference between him and you. Yeah. Um, we saw him win last year, but Stuart Sink at 6,800, I think, could be interesting here. Yeah. He, he's got Kip Henley on his bag, who won this tournament with Austin Cook just a couple years ago. Um, checks a box and strokes gain approach. He's a great putter on Bermuda Greens. You know, keeps it in the fairway. You know, you know good ball striker. Just not, not ever really getting himself into too much trouble. So I think Stuart Sink could be an interesting play there at 6,800 as well. So don't don't... Don't sleep on uh, the old Georgia Tech grad, Stewart Sink. Yeah. I don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Um, yeah. You know what, guys? We've been really close. Like I said, we've had some great some some great picks lately. We've had uh, we've not been on Brendan Todd either week, but we've been on the guys on his heels every week for the last couple. Uh, I mean, today the, the tournament over at uh, in Mexico finished, and I had – Vaughn Taylor written up at 125 to one. We both talked about him on the podcast. I had Adam Long written up at 175 to one. Both sitting there at 19 under. Brendan Todd with a five footer to 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 win the tournament, or if he misses, they go to a playoff. Uh, with those two guys involved, we've come very close. The week before, two weeks before the Bermuda, he beats Harry Higgs, who we had written up at 55 to one. We've been really close. So. Keep tracking with us. Keep grinding. This is going to be our last, like, really fun event for the year, full field. 
you know, with a cut, this is really your last hoorah, and then we, we kind of get a break. Uh, we're going to bring some great interviews to you, some great content to you. Uh, so so stay with us this week. It's going to be really fun. I'll, and let me interrupt you there, too, real quick, because, you know, we didn't come through with the, the win, with the, vaunt, the bets and whatever else. But just the sweat in general, the fact that you're that close, is worth it. It's 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 totally it's nice worth. Sweat. It's a good sweat. The the, the 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 money that you put in there, which is not going to be. Look, we're not telling yeah. you to you know put your whole paycheck on somebody. Yeah. So like the sweat's good enough. I th- and I I don't want to say good enough. We want to get a win, but it's uh, yeah. it's enjoyable, quite enjoyable. It is. Um, listen. Personal matter. Uh, we're not. We're not going to do a, a, a special segment tonight. We're about to wrap this up. Personal matter. Myself, I will be boarding a plane on Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, to fly to South Africa for nine days with uh, with my wife and our nonprofit, 28bold.com. That's 28bold.com. We are putting a n- another well in the ground in South Africa where they have no clean water. This is our, I believe it's our seventh well, sixth or seventh well. Um, putting another well in the ground and uh, at a new location and then going to visit the first location that we put our very first well in uh, about three years ago just to kind of see the impact that it's had on their community. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so I will be over there for the next, uh, till, till Saturday after Thanksgiving. So I'll be... I'll be out, and uh, which is good, good timing. We got a break in the action here for the PJ Tour. I'll definitely try to document some fun stuff. Uh, Man, I'm gonna take over the Twitter account. I'm gonna get drunk and do all kinds of crazy uh, shit. I can't wait. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna piss you off so bad. Oh, this is gonna be great. I, I'm gonna. I'm, you're doing great work over there in Africa, but but me over here in the states is just <laughs> yeah. gonna be effing crap up everywhere. I do think at night I will have Wi-Fi access. So um, yeah, at night I'll be able to I'll be able to check. Nighttime's different over in South Africa. It, it, it is, is different, here. but I'm saying like I'll still get to catch up with you. I, I'm gonna put some stuff on Instagram. Should be fun. Um, thank you. To, Don't change uh, the password for the Twitter account. Actually, that's not a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> we need a safe word. Let's do it. Let's have a safe word. Our <laughs> listeners can, if, if they feel like it's happening yeah. on, on Twitter, if they feel like this is like, getting to a bad spot, and they hit you with a safe word, that means you 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 know that you need to. You may have gone too far. And you need to get off. Okay. Yeah. You got you got one. Um. I can't think of anything. Listener, listeners can give us recommendations for Pat's safe word to get off of Twitter. The because Twitter DBs. safe word, what is it? But actually, we actually might need something just going forward in general. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the Twitter yeah, safe word for Pat. Yeah, this is an indefinite like, safe word. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, is, that is very true. We, we may need one going forward. I mean, I tend to try to step in with Pat and say, hey, let's let's back off. But um, but a safe word would definitely not, not be a bad idea. So we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but be sure and check us out. All the content on Twitter, Instagram, at tour underscore junkies on both. We will be at the RSM Classic. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, buddy. And uh, let's let's rest up and have a great, have a great week. All right, everybody? Thank you. May your screens be green. See ya!